you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. It is gumbo season, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the only podcast in all of the universe about the greatest food that God has ever given to humanity. That is, of course, a perfect bowl of gumbo. Not only is it gumbo season, ladies and gentlemen, but it is also holiday season. And so before we get started on this episode of The Gumbo Show, let us wish you all a very happy holiday season, however you choose to celebrate it, whether it be winter solstice or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever the excuse is to get a perfect bowl of gumbo. Not only is it gumbo season two, but we are back after a couple of months in which we played audio from the World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off put on by the Greater Iberia Chamber of Commerce in New Iberia in October. We had a fabulous time there. We've been recovering, doing some reconnaissance, uh, getting ready to bring you a whole raft of great new episodes through the winter. I uh, am your host Bayman Roberts here in Mandeville, Louisiana, and I'm joined by my co-host Dave Huguenel in Northern Virginia and Brent Barksdale there in North Texas. We are the Donner, Blitzen, and Rudolph of podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to nominate Brent for Rudolph because he has a red nose because he likes a little toddy with his gumbo. So ladies and I mean, gentlemen, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Well, if I get my internet situation, I know your internet is, is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. How are like you, Dave? I'm, like I'm broadcasting from Mars. Yeah. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm I'm going to make sure when I sit on Santa's lap next year, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask for him to bring fame and some better internet. <laughs> yeah. Santa, sure. can you bring broadband yes. to the North shore? Which by the way, uh, my, my, my kids always get upset when I cut the line. So I sit on Santa's lap before they do. They get very yeah. mad. <laughs> Hey, priorities. My my kids don't like to sit on Santa's lap after I sit on Santa's lap because Santa always seems to be a little bit flushed. It's because what you're asking for. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, Speaking yes. of Santa's lap, yeah. uh, did y'all have a good well, Christmas? Did Santa bring you anything exciting? Would you get famous? Uh I got, uh, and this is going to sound really sort of middle-agey and COVID-y, but I got uh, uh, an assault bike for Christmas. Excuse you know, me? One of those, an one assault of those bike? It's, assault yeah, yeah, bike? Don't actually like, like, assault. like one of those, like, those bikes you go around killing people with? Is I'm that... pretty sure <laughs> SEALs use this to make incursions <laughs> into hostile foreign countries. Yeah. No, it's just one of those uh, exercise bikes where you have to push the arms as well as the legs. You know? Oh, wow. So it like yeah, that's it, embarrassing. It's like good for getting your heart rate up and stuff. I know what you're. This is the one that's down the ground. It doesn't actually go anywhere. Oh. Okay. So so when you when you go use it, do you do you tell like your wife like, hey, I'm gonna go bike real quick, or you don't? Do you tell her that you're gonna go assault real quick? Like, what do you? <laughs> I'm launching an assault right now on the garage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tell her. I just say I'm gonna go in the garage. Yeah. How do I Google this thing? Uh, just. Just assault bike assault bike yeah do you need a background check to get one yeah <laughs> the <laughs> in waiting California, period and there's a waiting period and a background check here in louisiana we're pretty liberal on yeah who we dole out we'll give you an assault bike if you can see over the counter 
Yeah. Right, and the last question, um, if I if I Google it, will the FBI start tracking me? That's true. Dave, they are already tracking Yeah, me. never talk to the FBI. Come on, dude. Fair, fair point, fair point. <laughs> yep. uh, what did you guys get for Christmas? So mm. I got a pair of shoes, which is very go. exciting. That is exciting. So, so as a one-legged guy, getting shoes is like a, I don't know, it's like a big deal. I mean, you don't spread that out over two Christmases? Uh, I mean, no, no, because like I need, I, I do need a a shoe for the fake foot, um, but it's always it's always annoying trying it on because it's it's like it's literally like trying to like dress like a giant Ken doll, like when I'm putting a shoe on like the fake foot. It's like oh, interesting. Um, there you go. So they weren't you, New Balance, were they? No, they were. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not that old. You're not my age. No, they were. Uh, did you get all, a pair of Rockports? Did you? No, they're yeah. actually they're Allbirds. All birds. Oh, you went. Oh, so well, Dave. That's a very environmentally yeah. uh, friendly shoe to buy. Less. It's a very, it's a very comfortable shoe. Are uh, are they as comfortable as they say? I'm very curious about that. It is, it is very comfortable, and that's why I wanted them. I didn't know about the environmental thing. They can be made out of like, <laughs> peng, they can be made out of penguin hearts. For all I care. Like, <laughs> as long as they're comfortable. As long as they're comfortable. Yeah. Baby wow. seal fur and carbon emissions yes. are basically what the shoes are made but out of. They're a dream on my feet. Baby seal fur, polar bear tears, and <laughs> wow! <laughs> all, the, all the the water used in the process is for melting glaciers. <laughs> uh, wow! Well, I'm I'm. It's very interesting because I've of course seen the ads for the Allbirds, and I've always wondered if they were that good. And now that we've just talked about them for this long, Allbirds call us. We sell sponsorships. Yeah. Brent, what about you? It's funny. Well, my favorite gift Christmas. was from my daughter and my son. It was a two foot high pepper shaker grinder. Oh, that's what that is. I saw a picture of. Yeah, it and it's I, a I huge, sure what it massive. What did you think grinder. it was? Famous. Exactly. One of those shake things, shake weight. Yeah, I thought it was a shake weight. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> pretty much I almost brought it to Olive Garden yesterday just to help, you know, help out. <laughs> just hand. walk around like, hey, would you like some pepper? So anyway, so they always they know I love pepper and they know I'm a fan of the Saturday Night Live Saturday Night Live skit about the pepper. Look it up, Google it. Uh, uh, yeah. Belize with, with Dana Carvey. Right? And yeah. uh, I think Adam Sandler was in it, like the all oh, the great yeah. all the greats. All are the harassing things. the customers with their pepper the last uh anyway, that's the last so that's, uh funny that's, thing adam sandler did oh oh um anyway so that's the, that's that's one of the gifts that stood out that was funny but also cool. another thing that's in common we all did a certain thing on christmas eve Famin, what was that yeah well this is interesting because i think the three of us are sort of non-traditional in this way right we all made gumbo on christmas eve as opposed to doing the traditional day after Christmas gumbo. We're impatient. Turkey carcass. We're impatient. That's we right. don't like we turkey. Before Christmas. So I I made uh, chicken and sausage, invited my parents over, yep. um, and uh, and just made a big pot of gumbo. And I have to say it was pretty delicious. I actually finished off the last of it yesterday. Yeah. So that was that was good. What did you guys make? Dave? So I did a gumbo as well. And and for us, because we don't really do like the big Christmas day dinner at our house. Like we never really have, even growing up with my family, we never did that. Like Christmas was more of like, you have like food for sustenance to get by and it's all about the presents and stuff. So that's why I did my Christmas Eve gumbo. So we would have basically food that was ready to go Christmas day. Cause you know, I think my wife and I woke up at like five 30 when our son realized that Santa showed up. So mm. it was ready to go, but it was good. I, um, 
did a couple of different things. Probably the newest, the most different thing that I did on this one is I actually ordered Tasso shipped up from Louisiana along with uh, andouille sausage from Louisiana, as well as a green onion sausage that I had shipped up as well. So I literally had it like overnighted. It was like 70 bucks, like just for the meat. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it just made the gumbo. It's probably, I'm going to go ahead and say it's the best pot I've made so far. Um, and, and the reason I say that is I think on the second night of gumbo, so Christmas, the, the night of Christmas, I think my wife woke up at 10 o'clock at night, craving the gumbo, what? went went and made a, a pot of rice and like made herself gumbo in the middle of the night by herself. Like that's how much, so if she liked it that much, I think I did something good. She yeah. wanted time alone <laughs> with the gumbo. <laughs> So I have a I have a couple of questions because my gumbo was fairly sort of standard, right? I just made chicken and sausage. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing fancy, nothing like that. But you put green onion sausage in your gumbo. Is that right? I did. So because I always do two different types of sausage. I'll always do an andouille and then I'll try something different. Um, and so I was, when I was online ordering my Tasso and my andouille, I saw this green onion sausage, which was still pork based that looked really good. So I was like, you know what, let me just try that. So it'd be a little bit different. And it made a difference, uh, I think slightly with the flavor, but like the, it was a different texture than the andouille sausage. Like it was a lot looser and like Mm. a little more like, like, it had like more of a uh, like kind of melt in your mouth type feel to it as a little to bit like fattier, being, huh? Yeah, a little bit fattier. So between the, and I also I should say it was a chicken and sausage gumbo. So I had chicken in there, but the chicken was nothing particularly special. It was just what kind of like chicken? A, Thigh, breast. Actually, no. So they were they were look like a you look like a breast guy. Uh, I, I am a breast guy. It was a uh, it was chicken breast. I wanted to use chicken thigh because it's better yes. flavor, but yep. they were literally sold out. So. Wow. I could not get chicken thigh at two different stores. So I just settled on chicken breast and it was fine. It, it got the job done. Um, but yeah, it, and, and the Tasso, by the way, was a game changer. Yeah. I have, yeah, Tasso is great. So I have a question, Dave. Um, so two sausages and Tasso. I like your style. But how do you cut up your sausage? Circles, then in half, or... No, I do, I do, do like, I do. I do circles. I do like the silver dollars. So you keep like, the silver dollar. Got it. Yep. Okay. See, I did that, then I cut them in half. I don't know why. I was just, I was feeling crazy. But uh, so, Feynman, you'd use thigh meat. Oh yeah, yeah, boneless, yeah. skinless thighs that I fry. Yeah, I fry and then I put yeah. them in there. We need to talk and, about that, but you can go okay, ahead and well, then I'll bring it up. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to go back to the sausage question because I'm, I'm pretty interested in this. So, Dave, what you're on? Well, first of all, I cut my sausage in rounds and some in half moons. There you go. So. You might get a round, you might get a silver dollar, you might get a semicircle. It's like a casino. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just what the bowl brings up. It's like pulling the lever. So, Dave, you're on Dewey. Where where did you order it from? So I literally, I think it was literally like CajunGrocery.com or something. It was like some, and honestly, it's it, it, the website looks a little sketchy. I wasn't a hundred percent. It was the first time I ordered off of it, but they literally had everything that I wanted. They had Tasso, they had the andouille, they had a bunch of different meats. So I was like, you know what? Because honestly, the hardest part I was I, I was having when I was looking online is I couldn't find a place that sold Tasso. This is the one that found it. That this is the one that I found that sold it. Um, so it was like CajunGrocery.com, I think is the name of it. Uh, and it looks like they made the website in 1993 and mm-hmm. haven't updated it since. Uh, mm-hmm. But 
my my meat got here. Uh, yeah. It was good. It was uh, it was it was packed very nicely with a lot. Do they of dry take ice. credit cards, or do you have to use PayPal? Uh, no, they, <laughs> no, they, they they took credit card. So there you I go. Think, and it looked like they were based in Kenner. At least it was a Kenner phone number and a yeah. Kenner address on there. Yeah. So that made me feel it's, a little bit better. I think it's kind of a requirement to have an old website to get the good stuff because they're they're so. more focused on the meat than you know technology. That is true. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you had a question, Brent, you said about chicken. Uh, there's, it's a love-hate relationship with that. So I just started using thighs recently, which I should mm-hmm. have used a long time ago, but I was lazy. But, and this, and this also is going to transition to our good friend, Brett Berry. But so I did the chicken thighs. I did a chicken and sausage gumbo. I used andouille sausage. I tried to get the tasso, couldn't get it anywhere around me. None of the grocery stores had it. Very disappointing. So I, I guess I got to, I, I guess I got to get a Cajun grocer next time. I can't believe, by the way, that you can't find it anywhere in the D.C. area. Now, maybe Dave just doesn't want to drive to like, you know, Maryland or something. Right. But God forbid. It seems like, I mean, as much as local politicians make a deal of their Louisiana-ness, that at least one of them would be able to float a a butcher that would sell some Tesso. Yeah. And I, I have looked at several butchers. Now, granted, I haven't gone to the other side of the Potomac. Um but I've looked at some really legit butchers in Alexandria, Roslyn, Arlington, uh, all in the DC area and mm. really interesting sausages. Like there's stuff that I definitely want to get down the road. Um, yeah. But, uh, but no tasso. No That's crazy. You know, yeah, I couldn't find it. I would say, Dave, you need to cross the Potomac because, because where better to get Louisiana flavor stuff than the swamp. There yeah. You there, there you go. go. There's a joke, right? Anyway, that was, it was a joke. Yeah. yeah. All right, so what, what chicken thighs. thighs? I have yeah. a lot. So I got the thighs. And then one thing I hate is cutting all that fat and white stuff, mm-hmm. at least just the gross stuff off the thighs. It takes forever. And when you're done, it's like half the meat's gone. Um, yeah, don't, don't cut that. Yeah, so I hate that. But I cut that. So tell me. But then I was talking to Brett Berry. And that, well, let me just happen. So Brett Berry, I made gumbo only because Brett was in town. He was down the street at his parents' house. I'm like. I didn't make it for my family that was coming into town. I just didn't feel like it. But then, <laughs> sorry, family. But, <laughs> but but I knew Brett was going to be down the street. I'm like, you know what? Let me make some gumbo. At least because I know it's hard for me to eat it all by myself. Because, you know, usually me and my wife will have a bowl. But that's it. Usually I'm eating the whole thing. Um, and my mom was in town, so she had a bowl. But I knew Brett was going to take some. So I made some just so I could give it to Brett. He's a fan of the show. He's a gumbo enthusiast. We talk weekly about gumbo. So I wanted to make sure I gave him some. So I made it. And of course, once I told him, hey, I made the gumbo, you were on the text, guys. He's like, cool, I made some too. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> so he made gumbo. Uh, but he, he, we were talking about his chicken. He showed me when I went to meet him in a random parking lot uh, the day after Christmas to deliver his container of gumbo that he was still going to take, even though he had uh, just made gumbo for his family. Uh, so he showed me his gumbo and his chicken was all stringy. And the way I do my gumbo, I don't, I do it like Feynman where our chicken is not, sh- you know, stringy. We add it toward the, we pre-cook it. We, you know, we start off our, you know, we cook the sausage first then we'll do the chicken and then we'll take it out and we use that, you know, to, then we make our roux. So we preserve our chicken and it's not all stringy. So he told me that the way he does it is because he hates dealing with all that fat in the thighs. So he actually starts his gumbo 
by, I can't really explain it. I'm going to let him come on and explain it. But at the end of the day, it's all stringy and he likes it because it kind of, it's just the way he does it. It just creates a lot of flavor and all the, the stringy chicken kind of absorb the flavor. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, when I told you about this, you know, you had a thought about your stringy chicken. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm actually a fan of it. Um, you know, and sometimes my gumbo is like that. Cause if I, cause a lot of times if I don't feel like cooking my chicken, I'll just go get a rotisserie at the grocery store, kind of shred that up and then throw that in. And so it's like kind of naturally stringy when you do that. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had Brett Berry's gumbo once now. And I, and so I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I, I like it. it, it it's different. Uh, like yeah. the gum, but now the gumbo that I made with the chicken breast, like I kind of like, you know, I pre-cooked it, then chopped it up, uh, and then threw it in. So I didn't really have the stringy one in this one. Um, it's, it's almost like a mood thing. It's like, it's like the difference between like, sometimes you want like pulled chicken or sometimes you want chopped up chicken. Like there's no wrong answer. My favorite part was like, Brett said his family was giving him a bunch of crap about his stringy chicken, but yet his mom's on her like fourth bowl. <laughs> no longer complaining just eating it oh it's good right it's good i mean brett 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 makes a really good gumbo i mean it it feels like it's going to clog your arteries but like in a good way yeah well he said he skimmed a little bit more this time the oil off um but yeah so i'm gonna talk about my gumbo one more point and then i'll move Mm -hmm. on y'all can talk about your gumbo plus we only have a eight minutes left before it's going to cut us off because we're too cheap to upgrade to the the good I, I do have a statement to make after your thought so yeah. go ahead Brett. well my Dave, thought is Dave would my, like to read a statement yeah well go tell me your statement no no i want you to finish your thought okay i want to change subjects a little bit okay yeah my thought is the biggest mistake my gumbo was was so good and it was great i tried a new uh i do i did my sausage first to kind of create mm-hmm. uh brown my sausage first to kind of create a start that fat and start that flavor and then i you know did the chicken and fried that just to create more flavor and the oil that I eventually made my roux with, which was, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, great layering of flavors. But it, the problem is at the end, I, I could only get frozen shrimp from the grocery store. And because I added the shrimp at the end, it kind of watered down the flavor of my gumbo. And I don't think I'll make that mistake from now on. I'm either using fresh shrimp or I'm just not going to put shrimp in it. I just like shrimp. So I tried it. So that was my big mistake. Go ahead, Dave. Well, I actually hang on before you change the subject a minute, Dave, I want to comment on the chicken debate because I used to throw my chicken in a lot earlier and it would get stringy and it would just taste. It was just a slightly different texture to bring the gumbo to your mouth. And then I had some gumbo from a place in New Orleans, Broad Banks that I've talked about on the show before. I actually drove by there today and it looked like it was closed. I don't know if it's permanently closed or what, but their chicken was chunkier and had more of like it's chicken texture. And I really like that. And so now I throw my chicken in much closer to the end just for that chicken texture. Yeah. And my and chicken think, was awesome this time. Yeah. I, and I don't cut the cut the fat off the thighs because I just when you throw that in the oil to cook, yeah, a lot of that's just gonna render into the oil. And I just want that in the oil for when yeah. I'm making the well roux. it's more of that that white stuff, not the fat, that white thing. What is that white stringy stuff that's like thick? Is that a cartilage or some sort? I'm not a mm, chef. Maybe. I'm not did a you chef. Boneless, skinless thighs. Yeah, I did. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I don't cut anything off the chicken. I throw it all yeah. in there. Well, I don't I, want to anymore because I'm. I'm uh, not. Uh, I'm not right up on my. Uh, uh, like my chicken physiology. Yeah, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's a good word. All right, what's your What's your statement? 
Well, so it's an interesting hap- thing happened. So you guys sent me your pictures of your gumbos. Uh, I took a picture of mine. Uh, we I put those three on Instagram. And I just kind of asked, like, I wasn't even thinking about, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I asked people to pick their favorite. What I thought was, what I thought was interesting, and, and I think Feynman and I were kind of tied. Mm-hmm. But well, I didn't know we were going to be a competition. I would have styled my photo uh, better. I know. Trust I know. me. Um, yes. but, yeah, but, y'all definitely, I think, tied. But what I thought was interesting, though, is for, and I didn't really think about this until I posted it, is that I make a much darker roux than you guys do. In your microwave? I do make it in my microwave. I made this last one in my microwave. Um, there you go. And it, just, go. it works. But I'm just, I, I, I think it's, I think it's an interesting thing uh, that I make that I make the darkest roux. Um, and and I challenge you guys if you want to try something different, uh, I because I've tried a bunch of different like variations of roux and that sort of stuff from like all the different competitions we've done and everything like you especially if you're doing chicken and sausage if you're doing seafood it probably doesn't make sense but chicken and sausage like like challenge yourselves like make a darker roux i think you'll thank me for it uh, uh, uh. well i i'm i'm just looking at the votes again because i hadn't uh yeah, and uh by the way shout out to all the number one voters love you guys anyway <laughs> um like I, I think my roux is pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. But when I pour it in a big pot of chicken stock, like the the color of the, I mean, I don't like your gumbo is very dark. I don't know what's your stock to roux ratio. So I usually do. Uh, I get two boxes of the Swanson chicken stock, and I use like a box and a half, and then I do uh, basically one cup of flour, one cup of oil for the roux. Yeah. I did, a little, I did a little extra, like I actually like did a little extra flour in this one just because there was so much pork. I figured yeah. it was going to be a little fattier. So, so Dave, I used four boxes. Like I just made a bigger batch of the chicken stock. So FYI. And in this one, I used three boxes. Yeah, I mean, I had a pretty And I was root. about a cup and a half of root. Gotcha. So, so maybe about the same, but. Yeah. I mean, I made a bigger batch, which is because. Like, you know, I mean, plus it's all about the photo and the lighting. Dave. The photo and the lighting is is very important. Well, that's right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take a different picture next time, but I mean, like, I, I'm pretty sure like mine's pretty dark. Like, well, it looks dark in the photo. Dark. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. dark. And, no, but my gumbo is pretty dark too. But all right, all uh, right. Well, I'm just saying you can go darker. You can't always like to, go darker, of course. I would also like to. Uh, to give a shout out to Captain Tom Dickens, who said he liked Gumbo Three, but he hoped it wasn't Dave's. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Poor he Dave. was very. He was very upset to find out that I made that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, Dave. I, let me get this straight. Dave has props. He had Papa Elf, or Papa Santa, whatever. He had, uh, you know, he props, and then he took yeah. a photo. Yeah. And he created uh, a contest. Like a, a pine sprig in there. Yeah. Next time we'll all soon. submit a photo for the competition and yeah, I, I, I even, dress it up. I'll dress it up a little. I even had my my the photo competition. I, yeah. I also, for what it's worth, not only did I have my uh, my roost stick or whatever you call it, yeah, I had my my actual gumbo spoon that my wife bought me in the French Quarter. Uh, there you go, right there. I hope you haven't washed it. No, no of course that's not. That's why. Yeah, of course, it's flavor. Yeah, exactly. That's why Dave runs our Instagram. Because that's true. It's definitely the best. I think I literally called him. I'm like, dude, it's like it's Christmas. You're not you don't you're not busy. Like you got to post something on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'll just let Faye keep doing the Twitter. 
I'm, I'm letting Feynman catch up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. well, sorry. I think that uh, I think that race has been yeah. lost. Anyway, um, so uh, Dave, Feynman, you, t- you guys tied in the picture contest. Good job. Well, well I actually, won because I, I had six bowls of gumbo, so I think I I'd won. like to uh, I'd like to take this moment. I mean, I think Brent, your picture is being harmed by the fact that the inside of the bowl is red. There you go. So I think it creates a color color issue for you. But uh, I'd like know. to say that I'm pretty sure that I I've never had either one of your gumbos. Right. And I don't think Dave's ever had mine, but I know Brent's had mine at least once. Yep. And so. Twice. I think it might need to be a New Year's resolution for us to each eat the other's gumbos. Yeah. Well, somehow I'll eat yours to somehow. To get together. I mean, I'll be through town in January. I know that. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. Freeze it up and bring it down. Make a pot, freeze it. No, no, no. I'm down. just going to eat yours. Oh, again, again. I'll make a pot. Yeah, yeah no, of course. We can do that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, we should probably uh, sign off. You got one minute left. Zoom overlords decide this is the end of the gumbo show. But uh, uh, happy new year to the both of you, of course, and to all the people listening out there. We hope you're making lots of great winter bowls and winter pots of gumbo during this, which is undeniably uh, gumbo season, unlike July and August. And uh, if you are, be sure to hit us up on the social. Look for us on Facebook. At, uh, you just search for The Gumbo Show. We're on there. Hit us up on there. Also, we're on Twitter at, uh, at Gumbo Show. Actually, I think that's our Twitter. Look for us on Twitter. We're on what and it, we're on <laughs> we're all the things <laughs> at Doug Gumbo Show. We also have a website, gumboshow.us. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Hopefully, uh, our next episode we'll have a guest, the aforementioned Brett Berry. We will talk to him about the gumbo contest that Dave and Brent attended. Until then, may your ruse be dark and your bowls be full.